podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This is episode 10 of season 3, and we're going to continue our study in 1 John chapter 2. We're going to continue to look at the letter that John wrote, and we're going to pick it up in verse 12, where we left off. He says, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God remains in you, and you have overcome the evil one. So the first thing that John says, he addresses this portion of his letter to children. He says, I am writing to you, little children. And I think it's very interesting that he uses this analogy of children. Um, Just think about a child. He says, your sins have been forgiven you. See, the, the things about a child is that children have not had time or experience. They haven't had the life experience yet to know how to make correct decisions. This is why we don't let our children vote or join the military or make life decisions until after 18, because now they are at a place of maturity where they can make a decision. I think it's interesting that John starts off with children. He says, says, I'm writing to you little children not teenagers, not almost adults, but little ones that haven't had time or experience, and they, they don't even know their sin yet. See, children are unable to comprehend the depths of theology or Christian doctrine. Children, he says, you've been forgiven. Now, it's not because they repented and they seen the truth of the gospel and they were able to make a decision based upon the facts of Jesus coming and dying for them and their own wickedness. No, that's, that's not the case. But he says, you were forgiven on account of his name, not anything that you've done, but you were forgiven because of what Jesus has done. See, many times the Word of God refers to God's people as children. And so I want you to let that sink in. Children have been forgiven, not because they repented, because of the goodness of the Father and what He has done through Jesus Christ. See, what works for one works for all. See, in truth, John is writing to a church of adults and children, but he says, 
I'm writing to you little children because at a maturity level, especially at that time, most of them have not seen Scripture and they've only had the apostles and the early church leaders telling them about the words of Jesus. Some of them might have seen Jesus. Some of them might have known somebody that had seen him, but none of them owned a Bible. And none of them had maturity enough or knew enough about the Father and about the Son to make a decision. But John says, your sins are forgiven because of what he's done on account of his name, not yours. See, it's all about the goodness of the Father. That's what the early church preached. That was the gospel. That God is not this angry, vindictive God, but he is He is a good father. And he proved that with his son. And then he goes on to say, um, writing to the fathers, he says, you've known him from the beginning. See, fathers are in a special place where they have been entrusted with the life of a newborn baby, of a young child. And in caring for that child and that baby, they begin to understand and grasp a little of what a father is to be. And that progresses and grows, and that love and that willingness to do anything that that child would have the best and safest life possible. He says, I'm writing to you fathers that because you've known him from the beginning. See, this is key to it all, knowing who the Father truly is. And he's saying, I want you to look into your heart and the love that you have for your children. That's the love that God has for his children. Jesus has come to show us who the Father is. And then he writes to the young men. And he says, because you've overcome the evil one. Now, I don't believe that this truly is a battle between desire and the struggle of sin. And this is not what the church today has made Christian maturity, where you get to a place where you're fighting and overcoming the devil. No, it's, it's a little different than that. It's not a battle or a struggle between desire and sin, but it's an understanding that of the lies of the accuser. See, Jesus has won the victory. He won the victory at the cross. See, we are not to keep fighting a battle that he's already won, but we are to we are called to carry out that victory, to live victorious. Yes, sometimes we struggle. But the struggle is not with the temptations of sin. The struggle is with the person of sin. And that person is the liar and the accuser, the one that was there in the garden and the one that's here today. And you have a choice to either believe and overcome the evil one, overcome the liar, the accuser, because of your knowledge of knowing that the Father is good and that your sins are forgiven on account of His name, 
not anything that you can do, or you can continue to fall into the same lies and the same traps that you've got to work and you've got to do something other than what Christ has done. See, overcoming the evil one is a battle in your mind. See, we overcome the evil one by exposing his lies. And in the context with chapter 1 and the first part of chapter 2, that's by walking in the light. Walking in that revelation and understanding that God is is light. There's no darkness. There's no evil. There's no deviation. There's no separation. That when you walk in the light, it exposes the lie of the enemy. And that lie is that you are not good enough for God. And in order to be good enough for God, you have to work for it. And that you have to do something else. That you have to perfect yourself. There is no possible way that you can perfect yourself. That's what the law was all about, is perfecting yourself. And no one could do that. That's why Jesus came, because he was perfect and he fulfilled the law. All you can do is rest in the love and forgiveness of the Father and allow that love to change you. So the three things that John emphasizes here is number one, know that your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Number two, you overcome the evil one. And that's by knowing the goodness of the Father. And number three, you know the Father because you know how to take care of your own. And you start to understand what love is all about. I hope this helped you today. And remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. (laughs) 